0: by premier companies ryan how are you doing today great good morning how are you i'm doing great we may have a struggle a little bit with names because we got two ryan's in the in the uh, podcast room today well i promise to set out every time you call on ryan (laughs) i'll let him talk yeah because we're gonna get out of my comfort zone pretty quick but we got with us today uh ryan bat and facilities manager for united producers incorporated thank you very much for having me on yeah ryan tell us a little bit about yourself
1: well, my name is ryan bad i live over towards the salem area uh, i've been the uh, marketing livestock for i guess at the little york location over at Scottsburg for about 22 years now uh come in after i graduated out of vincennes university and uh got started in there going to vincennes sale barn over there working with a few good guys and they got me in over here as we built this new uh, facility here whenever the old bourbon stockyard shut down there in uh, louisville kentucky and that was about the year of 2000. I think the bourbon shut down there in the late 90s. But uh graduated at West Washington High School there at 2000, went into uh, Vincennes University and come back out, uh, had my uh, agribusiness degree and and uh, just kind of went from there and, and followed a dream that I always had back in school with, I was big in FFA and 4-H and stuff and never really knew where I was going to be at and, and uh, always wanted to farm with my dad and grandpa and a and, uh, little brother come on along. And, and uh, I was going to go to school and went and did that and come back home and, and uh, kind of thought, you know, we needed more income and, and stuff like that and didn't know how stuff was going to work out. And we don't farm a whole lot of ground, but we farm some and and uh, got going into that and got into the stockyard stuff. And, and i just took off ever since then. And, and uh, you know, I, I enjoy working with the people and everybody says, oh, you you know, you're a cattle trader, you're this, you're that, you know, but it's, it's, it's not about the cattle trading. it's about talking to the people and getting to know the people. And, and you get it, you get a diverse uh, uh, group of people that you get to talk to. I know some of them come in there and they're fighting mad and some of them come in there that are, that are, that are just greatly appreciative, but you know, I get it you know, you work all year long and the blood sweat and the tears of the round baler breaking and the, and the, you know, the drought that we got experiencing, you know, just like now, you know, you know, it don't affect just the crop people. It affects the cattle people as well. So, uh, you know, we come in, we do that. We, we get the earfuls and we get the we get the pats on the backs, but uh, you know, we've been running that Little York location I guess now for twenty two years, and and uh, been pretty excited about it. Um, we've grown in numbers and we've lost some numbers, and farmers getting out of business, and you know, with the row crops getting high, the fences kind of went down. But uh, you know, like I say, we 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 uh, we strive and making people happy as much as we can, but yet still keeping things under wrap. And and uh, you know, whenever we get down into the the brass roots of it. Uh, the stockyard business is probably one of the things that you know we look at as far as you know. You're taking the cows to town and moving them, and and uh, not really knowing what you're going to get for them. But it's a live auction. It's the same as going to you know neighbor Joe's auction there on Saturday morning and buying the dishes or anything like that. It's it's public. It anybody can come and and come uh, utilize what you got. And you know we bring in the buyers and and uh, the crowd and stuff like that. So. Uh, it's, it's pretty well, it's pretty well just a basic auction and a lot of people don't know a whole lot about it, but it's fun. And we
0: know we enjoy everybody that comes over and visit us. Well, so we got a lot of listeners that's probably not in the livestock industry. So tell us, uh, so a farmer, uh, raises the cattle. Tell us, I guess, kind of start very fundamental. So the, the farmer brings cattle or livestock, or is it just cattle at Little York or, what do they bring in to sell
1: at little york we uh we offer a variety of species we can sell we we primarily i guess i would say 92 to 95 percent on cattle uh we do offer some uh we'd sell some sheep or or some hogs or something like that mostly the hogs we get in are just 4-h projects or something that we uh didn't quite make it to the fair or, or need, need need to go somewhere else after the shows or something the sheep project we get in maybe just some uh stuff for the you know the kids or something that's got fair animals and mostly stuff like that we got a competitor a good friend of mine that lives uh, close to us over here so he gets a lot of the sheep and goat market of that stuff but we still offer it and we have a few horse sales that we rent the barn out to but uh, basically we're just running in cattle and when i say we run cattle we run a few fed steers not a whole lot uh, most of our fed steers uh the business goes to our market in vincennes indiana uh dan ashley runs that thing over there dan does a great job we do get uh fat cattle in there at little york uh, those are our steers and heifers that are mature harvest weight type cattle. Um, we primarily survive off feeder calves and uh, call cows and call bulls. Uh, feeder calf market, obviously, the calves come off the cows or they're weaned and preconditioned. They'll come in there and uh, we'll market them to the highest bidder. Uh, most of them will go back to the farm and get vaccinated or, or uh, something like that. And then, uh, for the most part, the call cows, obviously, they'll go on to harvest. Uh, going to our some of our bigger plants uh uh, some big ones jbs there in uh, um, uh, michigan and then you got um cargill white Lucing, pennsylvania green bay wisconsin that's kind of where some of those go to so we get you know we're, we're local southern indiana but we're selling to
2: you know different states and countries and stuff like that so if you're selling that far out how far are you buying out I mean, uh, where are your cattle coming from? I know several from Davies County that that work your way. They move east. So yeah, so we so we we got a big diverse population
1: of where we get our cattle from. Uh, most of the cattle actually come from uh southern indiana maybe northern kentucky we stretch into ohio there the eastern part of ohio just a tad bit uh we get into illinois just a little bit not not a whole lot we got some more markets actually united producers i didn't go into this earlier sal but uh united producers is actually in uh, i think we got around 30 uh markets or drop points i think we run about 17 live auctions each week um we remove about three million head of livestock every year so, wow. so we're we're moving a lot. We're we're one of the nation's largest livestock marketing operations that there is as far as United Producers, the company that I work for. Uh we get we get around, we got I think there's seven states local to us. So in Indiana we cover uh two auction markets. Uh the two auction markets is obviously in uh Vincennes, Indiana, and Little York, Indiana. We do have some drop points for some hogs and uh, uh some cattle, like Rushville, Frankfurt, uh places like that. Uh we do have places in Ohio um missouri tennessee
0: michigan illinois uh we kind of get around tell us uh what's the ownership of the company looks like so this is so you got 17 drop points or auctions auction markets markets, kind of like what little york looks like so if you uh for the listeners i mean it's a fairly big complex and it's got different pens and watering systems throughout and the and the cattle Kind of explain how it comes in and how the auction flows and then we'll get to the ownership
1: yeah so so i guess like the the, the way they come in is uh uh you know like a farmer designates he wants to sell his livestock you know that and, and it's in its typical do i need uh, an appointment no what? no no Just you do not need in. an appointment no and it's t- it, the typical thing is is you know we get a lot of cattle during tax time uh you know like farmers need tax time they'll they'll come and they'll sell their their calves to pay for their property taxes you uh, a lot towards Christmas time, obviously, huh. you know, you want to buy that present. The, you know, the cattle thing is just, it's kind of, it's kind of cool to just have some sitting around, you know, like, and you need cash fast. You probably find an auction pretty fast that week to sell those cattle in and, you know, kind of keep the cash flow going. The tractor tire blows and we need to pay for some round bell string or something like that, you know, something, something kind of just to divert stuff. Uh, we do have a lot of farmers in our area. Washington County is probably the biggest county uh, cow-calf producing county in the state of Indiana. And then you got Lawrence County, which is the county north of us there, or, or actually be east of here is uh, the second largest uh, cow-calf producing county. So there's, a, there's a lot of the cattle in Southern Indiana makes up the cattle for the state of Indiana. Uh, wow. when you bring it, when you bring them in, uh, you bring them in, pull them around back there and and we dang sure we'll unload them and, and give them the best care that we can. You know, animal safety is a big thing right now. And, uh, you know, we teach our guys every day on animal safety. Um, you know, we, we put in, we put in a new location, uh, uh, just actually opened a new location two weeks ago in Harned, Kentucky. Um, that's a pretty nice facility. Uh, we closed the Irvington location down there in Irvington, Kentucky. Uh, that barn was getting kind of old and wore down and stuff. We was able to purchase a new barn about eight miles down the road that had never been ran and uh, we got it open we've been running a very successful market there the past uh four weeks i, I operate that one too uh so i run two markets uh by myself there on, on that deal but uh, uh you bring the cattle in unload them in the back we put them in a pen with water or we'll put them in a dry alley or something depending on what they are We'll kind of commingle the cows and the bulls just to uh for space and and uh service area for that but uh then when they come through, we sell our, at the, the Little York location, we'll sell our fed cattle first, and then we'll sell our miscellaneous hogs and sheep if there's maybe two or maybe 20, uh, usually not very many. But then then we roll into our feeder calves, and that's our highlight. Uh, we try to highlight that first uh, week of the month, which was la- actually last week there, depending on when this airs. But uh, the first Tuesday of the month, we we have a weaned and preconditioned sale on, the, on those cattle, and that kind of gives the farmer just a little bit of a premium. I have extra buyers that come into that sale too, and then after that sale, uh, the preconditioned sale, we obviously continue with our regular feeder calves, and then we get under our slaughtered cows and bulls. Which uh, that's kind of how it flows. And then as soon as your animal sale,
2: you can pick a check up in the office, or we'll directly send it right in the mail to you. Wow! So how do you combine? How do you combine the lots? So if these lots come through, I mean, does uh, the guys that are bringing the animals in to sell, do they bring you uh, enough that if a guy brings in two, you generally don't sell those two? just those two you would you would mingle them into other lots am i correct on that it's been a long time since i've done a catalog
1: so there so this is what so our sale is a weighed out sale and what a weighed out sale means is we're going to weigh the animals in the the sale ring so if you bring in two head two head of those steers or heifers or whatever and let's just say that one's a steer and one's a heifer uh we're obviously going to sell separate they're going to sell one one steer and one heifer um if a guy like Sal say let's brings in 10 head and he's got three steers that match up the same variety of weight you know within a 20 to 50 pound spread or they just look alike or something, you know, we would put those in as a group of three and sell them. But we'll sell each farmer um, continuously until that farmer is done on his feeder cattle. Oh. Uh, so on the, so on the uh, what they have is a commingled sale or a weight in sale which would mean if you bring those same two head in, they would weigh them off of the truck and then they would go into a pen they would be commingled with everyone else's that brung cattle in that day and they would sell in weight categorized, which is what we do. We do some of that in Kentucky um we try to do some of that in Illinois and and uh, Ohio as well but for our our local market uh actually the two markets that I run we run those all in uh what we call weight out sale which is each person's will sell together
0: okay, all right so if i just brought in two or four i mean they would they would sell until my farm was done until
1: that, the animals i brought in would be that's correct except okay. for except for the the uh, slaughter animals which would be your fat steers and heifers or your or your cull cows and bulls
0: okay yep what's um the ownership of of uh united producers what's the ownership like what, who owns it
1: so so we're a farmer owned company uh we're a co-op uh you know co-ops are big co-ops are good uh you know national co-op month yeah, yeah you're you know, sitting give, it, give you're a, sitting a shout, at give a shout right? out right here on Premier ag you know letting us in here on this and giving it giving a, letting us get a shout out on that uh co-op month you know that's we're, we're, we're big and we strive at co-ops uh uh you know we're like i said we started out here you know we try you know we're like everybody else we want everybody to be happy we want everybody to be proud to be part of us you know sometimes it works sometimes it don't let's just be honest but but you know like i say it's it's uh it's one of those things where you know we want we want to hear your opinion we want to know what, what we're doing right what we're doing wrong unfortunately we hear what we're doing wrong a lot more than we hear what we're doing right but uh you know like i say we we uh uh we value what our members say, and i think I think if anybody anybody knows myself and and what and what we do there at little york uh you know we we we, we care you know we we want to know what we're doing wrong, we want to know what we're doing right you know there's there's some stuff that we can control and there's stuff that we can't control. I think one of the biggest things you know and getting off topic here, Sal, but you know one of the biggest things is maybe maybe we don't know as much about about what we do as far as raising livestock as what we should, and yeah. you know like just because your cow is. A black 500-pound steer doesn't mean it's as good as Ryan's black five hundred 500-pound steer. So you know, like I say, there's different qualities and different kinds. And and you know, whenever you get into uh, a lot of people talking and stuff, well, you know that they kind of throw up the co-op thing. Well, you know, we paid into this and we bought into this and we should get this and we should get that. Well, you know, you got you got we got to compare apples to apples and not oranges to apples.
0: Differences in quality. That's right. That's right. What um, I just I got a lot of questions. What. I guess now we'll get into the part where you should probably have a legal disclaimer. What kind of headwinds is the, is the, is the cattle industry? I guess that's the one that we're kind of talking about the most from uh, what kind of headwinds is what? What problems is facing the cattle industry today?
2: We always try to protect you, by the way, in these kind yes. of questions <laughs> by by advertising your phone number after this. Yeah, so, yeah just go, to make sure that whatever you said <laughs> yeah gets held accountable. Go ahead and <laughs> pop that up on the screen. <laughs> yeah. it's Yeah, no, I, I, it's fine. It's fine.
1: I get it all the time. uh You know, like in the cattle industry. I mean, I mean, you know, look looking into it. You know, you know when COVID hit there a couple years ago. That 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 put a damper on everything you know and most people think oh well you know i ain't got i ain't got the toilet paper in the store well guess what you know i i ain't got a truck to haul my cattle you know i mean the the trucking issue right now is what i would you know i wouldn't call it the number one thing but as far as a local level on my end of it that trucking thing has changed the game here as far as livestock production and I, and it doesn't just pertain to cattle it pertains to cattle sheep hogs poultry wh- whatever you want to call it i mean the the price of fuel and the, and the and the trucking on this thing has gone outrageous i mean i will just throw a prime example out I, I know to, to ship cattle from Scottsburg Indiana we're riding along i65 and we're going to go to Plainwell Michigan and you know that's that's pretty much just a straight shot north, and it's about five five and a half hours. I had the opportunity to go up there and go through the plant. Great guys up there, good good deal. But uh, you know that that job there, you know, I, you know we used to ship cattle up there for fifteen to eighteen hundred dollars, and now it's costing us you know in that neighborhood of three thousand. So wow. you know a big jump in money, and and you know when you jump that money, you think oh well I'm getting you know twenty cents a hundred more for my cattle per pound, but whenever you add double the trucking on there. Well, it's rough, you know, and, and, you know, you, you, that, that big premium that you see, isn't really there. You're still making up just about the same dollars as you did whenever cattle was cheap. So I think one of the biggest problems we got now is trucking. And then as far as getting the calves to the West, you know, a lot of calves will go West. So whenever they get bought out of our sale, the feeder calves going West, it may be two days to five days to get a truck to where typically it used to just be one sitting at your local Walmart or truck stop, you know, and waiting for a ride to go somewhere. Wow. So you know that that's a, that's a big thing, and and uh, you know I don't I don't think that you know it, it's something that's going to change very fast. Uh, there's a lot of trucking companies that went out of business. There's a lot of trucking companies that you know just said, well, you know we're going to just jump to box trailers, or we're going to jump to flatbeds, and we're not going to mess with the livestock because we don't want that guy getting hurt, or that guy missing the his uh, slaughter appointment there at the plant, and then getting penalized or something like that. So. You know, they're getting harder and harder to find. Wow. Well, there's a,
2: you know, it, it, it that's a special kind of person that drives those trucks as well. Because, I mean, they, they have to have that animal safety, too. You talk about that. It's such a, they're under such scrutiny as well. I mean, I have family members that truck livestock for years. And that's a dying breed. They're a proud bunch. And, and we do appreciate everything that they do. But, uh, but my goodness, the people uh, with the workforce and the labor market, as we've discussed several times, and everybody's at at, uh, at the same same issue uh, as finding them it takes a special person to put a put a load of cattle or hogs down the road yeah
1: sure that, that that's yeah. for sure and, and you know like i say you uh you know every week we we know when the sale's over whether i'm in whether i'm in kentucky or i'm in indiana or ohio or wherever and, you know that first semi backs up to the shoot and you kind of feel released that you're going to get it out of there and then you look back at the end of the night and you still got two or three loads sitting in the barn and you're thinking do i feed hay tonight do i feed yeah. hay tomorrow do i have somebody to come in here and do this because you know what just because the trucking you know that 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 puts load on back in the barn facility help too you know because you got to have somebody to feed those animals make sure they're good make sure their health is right and and all that other stuff so you know the trucking things it isn't just getting them up and down the road on that blacktop it's about you know it goes back to you know when we unloaded them we unloaded them you know six days ago they've been standing here for six days five days or whatever you know have they had have they had the right amount of feed? Have they had the right amount of care you know this this, you know and you know like sal you asked me all ago that some of the big topics animal safety is huge i mean i I think you you guys know that with your hog deal here with premier and stuff and you know it's uh, that's something that you can't overlook and you know i i I would be the first to admit you know i I don't know as i follow every protocol every time just by natural natural way but you know like i say that it's one of those things that you know before you you know, shut a gate and make sure that those animals have enough room in that pen when you shut the gate, mm-hmm. make sure those animals have access to water when you leave the barn, you know, or make sure that, you know, there's feed in that trough whenever, you know, whenever you're going to be gone, you know, for 24 hours or something, you know, there's got to be, that animal safety is huge. And, you know, and then, and then, you know, like I say, we get, we don't have a lot of dairy farms around here anymore, but used to, you know, the dairy farms, you know, they, they would, you know, have the, have the milk cows that come in and, you know, they they would be milked that morning and then, how long would they sit there? Yeah. You know, you know, they, those cows are expecting to be milked on site. They're a factory, you know, they're trying mm-hmm. to be milked, So, you know, that's pressure on them cows and stuff like that. So, uh, you know, it's, it's one or two things that, that, that can hurt you bad, but you gotta, you gotta keep it all in mind on what you, you know, what you got going.
0: Well, and I think the first, uh, I think we're the only country in the world probably that cares so much about animal health, you know, before we, before we, uh, process the animal for food and, a lot of that goes back to just your 4-H training. And so the all the fundamentals, the feed and the water and all those things and taking care of them, that's all just like natural for for you in your career. And then there's, you know, as far as the space and those other things, those are just different things that you got to be conscious of to make sure that people are safe, that are handling the animals and make sure the animals are safe in their pens and they can't get their heads stuck in a gate or, or something like that. So... There's just a a lot more complications to it than people know,
1: yep, yeah, and you're right exactly on all that stuff and and like i say we 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 strive for animal safety and and you know that, that's that's it's been something that we've did since like you say we was in four h or we was running around you know the countryside it, it's it's uh the animals it, get fed first, right, the animals get fed first it, it, and it doesn't matter if you'd milk cows or you didn't milk cows when you got up in the morning, we went milk cows when we was little kids dad went outside and fed the hogs and then we ate, then we opened Christmas presents you yeah know? so it's, it's it's one of the, it's one of those deals that You're you know exactly you know right. we we uh and, you know and it I don't I don't think it's uh I don't think it's funny when new people get into get into livestock but I, I think it's I think it's a challenge you know it's yeah you know they come to the sale bar and they'll say well we want to buy two little calves to turn out on our field <laughs> and I say yeah that that's that's fine what do you got to put them in well, we got this here little pin we bought from Tractor Supply. I said, "What does it look like?" They said, "Well, it's chain link fence and it's like a twelve by twelve square." Oh. I said, "So you bought a dog pen?" <laughs> <Right. laughs> and they're like, "They're like, yeah." And I said, well, "I don't think this is going to work." And they're like, "Why?" I it said, will "For a while, because these things are going to grow, <laughs> <laughs> you know." And it's, it's, you know, and and it's fun to it's fun to help people out, but you know, and and, and just the cost, you know, like. You know, to, to tell this person to say, hey, you know, you you bought these two little calves for eight hundred dollars, and now you're going to have to go spend three or four thousand to build some fence and a little barn and stuff to protect this things before you even start. And they eat so and they, they eat much. a lot. They eat a lot. <laughs> That's right. That's right. You know the you know the them big steers. You know, you know me and, me and Sal talked the other last night. You know, these these market steers they're costing so much on the on the yeah. pound and, and on the hoof and stuff. And you know you can get you can get fifteen to twenty five hundred dollars in one depending on what size you get real fast and that's not counting the you know your harvesting stuff and your cuts and stuff like that but if you know you figure dollar for dollar you know a fed steer uh, butchered at the locker plant cost you twenty two twenty five hundred $2, dollars you go buy that stuff in the store and it cost you forty eight hundred yeah but that
2: now, now you're talking load you know, that in your history yeah. be taken home It's, it's expensive it's,
0: it's, so yeah. I have to say that brian hasn't yet told me what the Five steers I got earlier this week's cost me. So now it's coming out in the. Podcast. Sounds like it's <laughs> coming out. Yeah, yeah
1: we, I was just gonna wait till we got done. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I,
0: I've got more questions, but that's probably enough for one podcast. We may have to have Ryan back and and go into some more specifics. Ryan, Do you have anything else?
2: I, I would just ask for a, your quick synopsis. Nobody's holding you. Nobody's holding you accountable for it. What is it, What is the uh, quick outlook on the on the livestock market? I mean, we're dry. Harvest is screaming for us. We've got river issues. I mean, how does that? We we always apply that to fertilizer here or crops here. What are you seeing? Well, let Livestock wise. Let
1: me just jump on what you said. The, the grain the grain market gets the most punishment for the cattle. Whenever corn. Right now, you're talking what? I don't know what corn is today. I'm just guessing six fifty to seven dollars. And the river the river's low because it ain't rained. You know that all plays an effect. Just like I said earlier the cattle market can't move unless something else moves. I mean, that's, that's pretty much it. And, you know, the only way it can go is down. And that's because we can't get our corn, we can't get corn moved. We can't, you know, the, you know it's too dry. The pastures are dried up. I'm just guessing, you know, like, and it's rough to say, you know, I, I if we did this 10 years ago, I could come in here and I could tell you what cattle is going to be next June. But whenever we come in here on stuff that's been just so stirred up and shook up since, you know, for three or four years now and, and going into it and the prices of stuff changing every day on everything that's going, I can't honestly give you wow. an answer. But, you know, like I say, I, I can guarantee you one thing. People are going to wean their calves in the fall. So the calf market's going to go down just a little bit, I would suggest. Mm. And and that's just typical. That's something that happens every fall. People wean their calves. They bring them into the sale barn. They get rid of old, the old cow that's limping for two years, and we're finally going to get rid of her and stuff like that. I see the market going to go down on these feeder calves just a little bit. Now, I, I don't think it'll stay down long. I think once this here fall rain start hit there, the, you know, they should start raining in November, December. So they start getting cooler out. Everything starts moving. The crops get out of the field. We get get more flow going. Uh, the, one of our big problems right now i guess is you know in the western markets you know that you got in Oklahoma Texas they're just as dry as they was 3 months ago wow they got a little bit of rain now it's all coming back and they're and they're still dry so you know, like I say, I, I honestly couldn't give you an answer, but I would suggest that this feeder calf market's gonna get just a little bit lower. Always going into the fall, the you know, the Fed cattle market gets just a little bit lower because we think of we think of Thanksgiving, we think of turkey and, and those are those are things that are, you know. And they're I'll, high. Yeah. There you <laughs> they're, go. They're there you go.
0: I noticed things are getting lower right after I bought the cat
1: the yeah, steers. Well I well, you know, we'll talk about that <laughs> I think the I think the price of Fed cattle was up
2: whenever I delivered this. Yeah, so no, <laughs> I don't blame you. I don't blame you. You always yeah. sell when you're at the bottom. I don't know why you wouldn't yeah. buy when you're at the top. That's right. <laughs> so I, that's all i've got but i i would suggest that we uh we extend this uh invitation to you to be a regular guest i think this this affects a lot of our cu- uh, customers and listeners
0: so. yeah we really didn't get into anything else and and ryan's got a lot of experience with yeah. uh with uh i mean everything from uh poultry to to hogs and and uh cattle also so well ryan thank Perfect. you very much for thank joining you very us much.
1: yeah thanks for having me on here i had a great time and like i say i look forward to coming back and, and uh and
0: trying to fill our listeners with some livestock information sounds great well that concludes another episode of the high ground powered by premier companies and thank you for listening thanks